0: Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper podcast. Adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia.
1: And it's so easy to be a victim in your own life also. Like, what well, I did this today and this is happening and I'm tired and this person said this. And the idea that it, is, that it is somehow virtuous to be the most victimized by everything and the most annoyed by everything and the most triggered by everything. It's like, this is the lens that we're teaching our kids to put on to see the world. And if that is what you choose to see, that is what you will see. That is all you will see. Everything will be coming against you. The entire world will be against you. Nothing will be right. Nothing will be enough.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Before we get into the intro, um, first of all, I wanted to just thank you so much for being here wherever you found us. Thank you. We are so excited you were listening. Um, I just wanted to pop in here and say that if you are a new listener or a long-time listener and you enjoy our podcast or you have enjoyed this episode um, once you listen to it, if you could just go down and subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us out so much. We read all of the reviews. We take it to heart. So whether it's good or you have some constructive feedback for us. We are down to listen. It takes literally less than a minute. So as you are listening to this, if you could just scroll below, hit those five stars, um, write us a review, or even if you can't, just giving us some stars would help us out so much. It helps us get amazing people like Britt on the podcast. So let's get into the show. Uh, welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name is Olivia. Was that good? Good job. Good job. <laughs> Thumbs up. Um, I'm an entrepreneur, brand builder, content creator, dinosaur lover, and to my left is Lisa Brosser.
2: Um, hi, I'm Lisa, and um, I'm a wife, a mom, and my current obsession. Oh, she's reaching for something. She lifted that out, out of a bag. I knew it. You're,
0: I'm gonna need to get a case on mine because we're gonna mix get, those up. Well,
2: I'm getting one
0: ordered. Yeah, I need
2: to get one too. I can't too. find it. I, and I got AirPods Air Pro uh, AirPods Pro. <laughs> I know it just sounds so extra. To how much more is it than Pro the original? Like s- almost a hundred dollars. One thirty for the other one. If you have money for AirPods, hundred dollars for okay the noise canceling now Aspect you know is so it's, scary oh it's scary it's terrifying oh i love it i, I have it so, on 24/7 <laughs> <laughs> i was last night i got them yesterday and i wanted to try them out and um i was i started watching The amazing race cuz you got me onto it Because I finished all the Master Chef, didn't like Hell's Kitchen. I think it's terribly filmed. I'm sorry, whoever did it. Yeah, it's it's kind of dated, and it's
0: kind of like the same every time. It's just him yelling at people.
2: Yeah, so I'm just not super into it. I don't get anything out of it. Um, Wait, what season did you start with? Nineteen. Amazing Race. Oh no, Uh, Amazing Race the most current, and then I'm gonna go back.
0: Okay, I started on season twelve, and it was good because you can kind of like go with it. And twelve, there's some good ones. Twelve was rated the highest. Which I, if I go back, that's not really the case. I'm already on 24.
2: And I started on 12. Not that long ago.
0: So you go through them quick. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Yeah. uh, Maybe I
2: just will. Yeah. Because I thought like, oh, there will be like no massive but I it's probably like, should. It's like, it's
0: more, it's kind of I just funny. don't like
2: spoilers. That's why I was like, oh, I'll just start now, and then I'll go back, because I don't like to see, like, old people come back on, or that type of thing. Mm, I feel like you might get more spoilers with it being
0: new, because they talk about old winners and stuff. Oh, they will? Yeah, okay. or, you know, whatever. I
2: think 12 I is guess. good.
0: You won't see any spoilers. But anyway, okay. you were right so here I'll start AirPods. So,
2: yeah, I... I Uh, was like learning about them and like reading about it and I'm like oh okay so you just like press that button so I'm in to give you guys the space I'm in my room which I share with Mav and we use a very loud sound machine yeah and so it literally sounds like a plane inside of there and so I'm pretty much in a plane cabin and um I put them in and so I can still hear the white noise in the background a little bit and I'm like oh yeah that sounds great and I'm like oh wait I still have to click the button. It actually kind of enhances it when you don't have them on. The um, without the noise canceling, is that it enhances
0: other noises. You'll start to notice. Yeah, I did yeah. notice that. It's yeah. really weird. Yeah, it kind of amplifies it. It's kind of strange. And
2: yeah. So I was like, that's very different actually from my old ones. Yeah. But not a super big deal. I turn on the noise canceling, <laughs> and I started like talking to myself. I'm like, like I, it's it's like you mm-hmm. can't see things at a certain distance yeah, and now you can or something yeah. it's so weird so I'm like talking to myself and I'm like can I feel myself talking like uh-huh it's so have you ever bizarre. worn noise canceling things yeah,
0: not these for ones a very are long interesting. These you'll are get different. used. You'll get used to it. But like on ga- on planes, it's a game
2: changer. I, and car rides too. That's so. Oh, it actually like kind of scares me. Really? Yeah. Something about it like oh. makes my heart feel weird. It's just because like one of your
0: senses is being yes. changed. But
2: and yeah, and I think that uh, the biggest part of it is just the fact that I can't hear my boys probably totally. And I or maybe I could, but I don't know if I can or not. Because they're both sleeping at the moment. Yeah, which that makes sense. So it was just so weird. I'm like, I'm taking these off. Yeah. Um, But they have been really fun. And I'm yeah. super thankful for them. Good. My other ones lasted a year. So hopefully these these last. Wait, at you've least. had AirPods for a long time. Has it been two years then? I got them Mother's Day. Longer, I think. OK, it must have been Cause two years. Because I remember years. when I met you, you had them. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't think I got them before Bear.
0: I got them for Mother's Day. I mean, you would probably know more than me. I just feel like you've had them longer than a oh. year, though.
2: Then maybe, yeah, so maybe yeah. two years. Yeah, they're they're the best. Yeah, they're actually, yeah. I'm, I'm really thankful. I was so thankful for my old ones. And You're going like, to find your old ones. I still feel really guilty about buying these ones because I just really wish I could find my old ones. I almost felt bad upgrading. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't. Oh, I thought you almost said I shouldn't have upgraded. I'm like, I know I feel. <laughs> I like I make feel. you feel worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should but, feel bad. No, you shouldn't feel bad. Yeah, I mean, it's so, whatever. You lost him. It's like getting a new car. It's like you work hard. You work hard at home you with your kids. One, so you
2: might as well just get a Maserati, you know? Right. That's what I'm okay. going to do. I'm
0: going to go from Corolla to Maserati.
2: <laughs> so that's my current obsession. OK. Um, I
0: have a few current obsessions. Some of them I don't understand. I'm not sure when I wrote these. Um, My current obsession is John Stamos because I love him. And he... Oh, I mean good personality. Oh, I'm so sorry. He's hot. shoot. I mean, he's... uh, He's nice. He's nice. Um, Well, he loves Disneyland. Did you know that? Cute. So he has part of the original Disneyland sign in his house, which... What? Yeah, he has some of the original bird. She- he's an original bird from the Tiki Room. He has one of the original, oh like, busts from the Haunted Mansion. And, of course, he's famous, so he can, like, you can bid on these things. Millions of dollars. I don't I don't even know how much that sign probably was. Um, but his house is so cool. It's, like, his office, it's, like, all this memorabilia of Disney, but it's so tasteful because mm. it's, like, authentic things. And mm. it's, like, ugh, oh, I love it. To go along with the fact that Disneyland is finally opening to everybody June oh, 15th. Cool. I'm not going because it'll be too hot and crowded, but I'm just so happy for everyone right now. Yeah. I kind of want to save and go to Disney World. I kind of want to save the money, but I'm just so happy for everyone. Congrats to everybody. You can go to Disneyland. But anyway, should we get a silver lining of the week? Yeah. Okay.
2: Let's do it. I had the 24 hour flu. Let's give a round of applause.
0: I feel like a lot of times your silver lining has no silver lining.
2: <laughs> it's just something bad. I'm over it. <laughs> I yeah. got AirPods. That's you got AirPods from it. We went camping, which actually was going to be my um, current obsession. And so I, f- I want to go camping the rest of summer. No joke. It was just so fun. I had the best time being outside. Oh, and good. like bear being outside sleeping. It was just so sweet. So I want to take Mav. It was fun. Great place. And then... We came home, and Bear started throwing up, and he even told us, like, he wanted to go to the potty, and so we're like, okay, like, let's take you to the potty. That's awesome. Thanks for telling us. Then he throws up, Oh, he starts throwing up, and I felt so guilty because... Bear's just such a picky eater, and we were hoping he would eat things that were on the trip, and he didn't. And so he didn't eat the best foods, not the worst. And then even when we got home, he didn't really eat, and so I thought that was just my bad. And then Zav's like, oh, I don't know if it's like sympathy sickness, but now I feel nauseous. And so then Zav started throwing up, and so I'm taking care of Bear, who is throwing up every 30 minutes. Ugh. It was so sad. And then Zav is just, like, on the bed, not able to do anything. And so I'm taking care of them for the next day and Mav, um, which is so difficult. It did was he go to so – did hard. he
0: preach on Sunday? No. Oh, did yeah, he have to get, like, a last-minute temp? Uh,
2: oh. Yeah. So Rousseau uh, went in, <clears throat> who's his brother, who's uh, another pastor at our church, and – um so luckily, he had coverage. He didn't go into work the next day either. Luckily, because I got sick that night, I was going hard on both ends, and Ew, it was going hard. On going both hard. Ends. Okay, take that out. I had diarrhea and I was vomiting um, nearly at the same time. It was so awful. I've had the twenty-four hour flu before, not this bad. The only thing that we think we could have got it from is when we went camping, we went to the campground Mm -hmm. and there were 30 children from one family and they were like running around touching everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm usually so cautious and I disinfect like after, but I was like, Oh, I'm camping. Like I'm fine. I honestly didn't even think about it. Mm Should have just little spritz of hand sanitizer. We walked by the bathrooms, like let's go wash our hands real quick. So I'm like really annoyed, but It's over. I'm still a little sore. It's been like five days now, but luckily Mav didn't get sick. That's my most thankful thing. Yeah. It was so awful. So bad. The silver lining is
0: that now you know to wash your hands after every time.
2: Yeah. Seriously. Dang.
0: Uh, okay. Well, my silver lining, I guess we'll just go medical as well. Um, Okay. So Sunday I wake up and I haven't had one-on-one time martial with that entire week for that entire week. So I was really looking forward to Sunday. We were going to like watch a movie and like do all this stuff. And I was like really excited because I hadn't seen him. So then I get this call and we usually were like really goofy in the morning. And I was just like, kind of like pretending to be really tired. And he goes, Olivia, You need to stop. I need to talk to you about something. And I was very like, okay. I was like, what's wrong? And he goes, I'm going to the emergency room. And I was like, so then of course I like, you know, jerk up and I was like, well, what's going on? Because there's like been some other medical things going on with him. So I'm like, what is happening? And he goes, I don't know. My stomach is in so much pain. I literally think I'm going to die. He's like, I actually think I'm going to die and I need to go. And I said, okay. I was like, so his mom takes him. I was like, I'll meet you there. But fortunately, when he said stomach, I knew he would be OK, because I, it would have been different if he said, I, like, I can't move my legs or like my head yeah. or something. But he said stomach. I'm like, OK, so it's either appendicitis or something else. And the worst part, though, which is the only part that made me frustrated, is I show up to the hospital and I go in. And of course, the emergency room waiting room is closed because of COVID, and so no. they were like, sorry, you can't go in and see him because he already is one visitor. And I was like, OK, so can I see him even when she leaves, like his mom? And they were like, no. That's so weird. I know. And I was like, so, so then, of course, this is the only time I will be sassy to people, which I know that I can't even imagine what medical people, like industry people <laughs> yeah. have been dealing with. But I was like, so let me get this straight. If she leaves and she leaves for the day. I can't go in there and see him because I don't know what's going on with him. And she's like, no, sorry. And I was like, Mm. so then I leave and I just am sitting outside the hospital. It's like 10 AM or like 9 AM and I'm just sitting there. So then I was feeling so antsy and I was like, okay, I just need to go. So I'm just like driving around. And then I go, I was like, okay, well, maybe if Arturo's mom comes out here, Arturo's like, my mom wants to switch you. So I go back in and this lady has the audacity and she goes, hi are you here for an urgent medical problem pretending like she doesn't recognize oh me when i'm like look like i'm in a nike hat yeah, and workout clothes. Uh-huh. i was i looked at Can her Maybe in
2: that room <laughs>
0: i literally looked at her and i was like i need to switch with arturo's mom like i wasn't even putting up with it anyway i couldn't so then i just had to go sit in the car and then he was fortunately texting me they gave him fentanyl Because his pain was so bad. Whoa. Anyway, long story short, he has kidney stones, which honestly, he said he was literally so happy when they told him because he thought he was actually dying. He goes, he said he's never felt that much pain before. And apparently they call it male childbirth. That's the pain equivalent. Mm -hmm. And then I could see him later. And I have never seen Arturo buy ibuprofen, Tylenol. He was begging me to get to the pharmacy so we could get his, like, hardcore pain pills. Trying to find Tylenol in the aisle. I was was laughing in the car because I'm like, I'm like so you can kind of see why people like need help or like they get addicted to this stuff. Huh? You know, like, trying yeah. to be supportive, but uh-huh. it was kind of the silver lining of course is that he's okay. But on the flip side, just being like, it actually I think is good sometimes for people to go through stuff because then you understand it's like what we talked about with mm-hmm. Brit at the end of the episode. Like until you know, truly like the pain that people feel, he has a completely new perspective mm-hmm. on pain medication or health.
2: Oh, totally.
0: Wish he wouldn't have gotten it. Of course. And it made me feel really bad that he was in so much pain. And he still hasn't passed the kidney stone. So oh, we're gosh. still like waiting for that and he calls it his baby and we're waiting for it to come. Oh my god. And gosh. I I'm hate like, that. yeah, I mean me too. The whole thing <laughs> I hate. Um but he's on this cocktail of pain pills and it's really entertaining. So
2: So it even hurts when it's just inside not just when it's passing?
0: So the part when it hurts the most is when it's passing through into your bladder. Oh. And then once you, when you officially pass it, like pee it out, they say that it hurts, but it doesn't hurt as bad once it's going through. That's the part that hurts the most. Oh. So Yikes. Yeah. So how he's a little take? bit of pain. They said they have no idea. They said if it hasn't passed Wait, in no, a how week. How long
2: does it take to pass through a uh, urethra?
0: Yeah, that's what it is. I don't know. I think maybe a few days, couple days. So he, we were out to lunch. We went to the coast for a day to meet up with some people and he was over, he was sitting at lunch hunched over and then he would stand up straight and then you hunch over and stand up straight because you like go in and
2: out of pain yeah
0: it's kind of like yeah when you have like stabbing pain he goes it literally feels like somebody is inside of me punching my stomach
2: is it from not drinking that's what everyone
0: thinks i think that is a contributing factor but doctors say they don't know sometimes people are prone to it the guy that we met up with at the coast Uh has had it like 20 times oh and he said yeah i just get it which i'm like Water can always Genetics help, too. I think. My yeah. dad
2: gets them and my sister has gotten them. Luckily, yeah. I don't have that. Men I are at twice
0: as likely to get them. And they probably get it worse. Yeah. Well, and one thing, too, is what we talked about is like, this is something I always tell Arturo, like women, I think, always live with a level of pain. Like we're either have I'm cramps. always in pain. Yeah, we always have like cramps or like we're going through a period which sucks or we have headaches or anything. So I think we learn to live with it. And Arturo doesn't really go through that much pain, yeah. which is great. Oh, wow,
2: that's so true. I've never thought of it like that before. Yeah. But it's so true. I like- think that's
0: why men are kind of like, quote unquote, you know, babies when they have colds because uh-huh. I don't think they're used to like, well, you still have to function. You still got to do this stuff when you're sick. But I don't think guys go through that. So I think for him, it was like really jarring. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so I hope he doesn't I hope it's a kind of a one off and he doesn't get him again. It's not like a thing all the time. I hope so not. Well that's yeah.
2: actually a good segue into our episode <laughs> for today. Wow. I I have to put it out there, you guys. This might have been my favorite podcast to record.
0: I'm so happy we did it with you. We had Brett on the show the first time. You can listen. Episode 32. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the episode was done and I was like, oh, I wish Lisa would have been there.
2: I know. And I am I'm, I'm so glad that she was willing to come back on. And yeah. I'm so excited to live with her in her new house after it's built. We're excited to be um. your best friend. <laughs> She's truly one of the nicest people I've ever talked to. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, are you everyone's best friend? Or am I'm, oh, we're I we're special. special. We're I special. I special. Yeah. She loves us. So today we we talk about eating disorders, and she had her baby Noah, who's a. months old and maybe a year by the time we Mm -hmm. post this episode um it's just so cool to go from like her last episode and everything that she's learned now and everything that she's doing and yeah it's so cool
0: yeah she's the best and this interview is kind of long so i say let's just have her speak for herself and let's get on and let's shake it up with (laughs) Britt. okay so We're here with Britt Burn again, but this time I'm not on my floor as I was last year at this time, (laughs) sitting here all alone, not knowing what to do without Lisa. Um, And (laughs) Britt was on the show episode 32, which is crazy to think back to 32. You were one of my first interviews by myself, and I was freaking out because I was sitting on my floor talking to you, but I just remember how good the interview was, and so I think even listening to it back, I was just like, that was so fun to be able to talk to you. Um, so thanks for being on the show again. And oh. I would just love to hear kind of in this past year, because people can go back and listen to the original episode. But what has happened for you? And like, what has changed in the past year for you? Oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> the biggest open-ended question ever um, well first of all thank you so much for having me I, I feel exactly the same it was so fun last time I, when you asked I was like oh of course yes that just felt like having coffee with a friend so thanks for having me and whew, what hasn't changed in the last year I know for everyone in the whole world but um in Brit's world my child is definitely the biggest change. So <laughs> I, must have been, I must have been pregnant when we talked before.
0: Yeah, um, I think you were like eight months or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, you know, even
1: that is such a big change from just, you know, when you're just a regular human to being pregnant. But obviously, when they come out, your whole world gets flipped upside down, which you know. <laughs> um, but really, in the best way, it's been so fun. And now looking back, I actually can't, I I almost can't even fathom that there was a life I had before she was a part of it. It just feels so correct. And even though it's, you know, it's hard, there's times, I mean, yeah, there's times we can get into the times. There's times it puts you through times, but (laughs) it's so fun. Like this little human being with, with little parts of you and little parts of the one that you love the most making, it's just, it is so awesome. And being a mom feels, um, just like the role I was created to do. It feels so awesome to do it. And so even when it's hard, I'm just like, yes, thank you father. Like this is what I was made for. So it's real, I feel like I've stepped into my own in many ways. Um, not that life is over, there will be other roles that will also be fun, but this feels like the beginning of, oh, this is the adventure I was created to do is mm-hmm. is to be a mom is to, you know, like all these lessons that you learn as a single person. And even as a married person, Now you get to instill them in somebody that's this little sponge. And it's just like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing. So that's kind of what I've been learning about and wrestling through and enjoying since we talked last. That is by far the biggest, you know, the biggest change, the biggest blessing.
2: Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Little Noah. (laughs) When I was in months, I was not that positive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I don't. I, I'm. I'm probably a little bit more pessimistic. Um, like I've listened to so many like videos and interviews with you, and I'm like, wow. Well, she is a positive outgoing person so that's also we need more people like that (laughs) I know I'm just imagining Olivia too in her mind right now she's like "Uh uh-huh yeah no no she was really positive for sure (laughs) yeah Yeah, no absolutely not and so (laughs) for you I'm so curious like how was the change like in marriage if like before and after children what was that like Uh uh-huh
1: so well I'll talk about that so it does change a lot of the dynamics, even just as far as time. Like that was probably the, um, the most out of our control change that there was, you know, cause some things, you know, the, a lot of parenting, you're making choices and you make choices together, but just the sheer amount of time that Noah needs um, is just, you know, you, you can't, there's no way around it. It's like, I can't leave her by herself. She's 11 months old. She will fall in the toilet. She will, you know, whatever. Um, and so That was something that was hard to navigate was just how do we still create time for each other? So that was a huge change. Whereas before it was pretty natural. Um, When we're together, we're together. And that just happens frequently because there's nobody else that needs our time or space. And and when we're together, there isn't a little person in between us. So that's been kind of um, challenging is just how do I let no one know that I love her, but make sure that Jeremy also feels like he's my husband and he comes first because I do think it can be tempting. Um, maybe isn't that the right word, but a lot of women can fall into you give your child everything and there's not a lot left for your partner. And so we kind of have this thing where, when when jeremy comes home he and i will kiss and connect in front of her before we give her all the attention because we want it to we want the structure to be mommy and daddy love each other and we made you and we're always going to love you and mommy's with you all day but when dad comes home there's this special relationship that we have. And that's actually builds a lot of stability for children. You know what I mean? You would think like, Oh, if they have all the attention they feel, but if they're running the house, that's actually really unstable. So we try to be like, Nope, mommy and daddy run the house and they love each other. And then we love you also, but it's separate. And, you know, so that's something we've had to be really intentional about because she obviously is, is the cutest one in the room. So when she's there, we both want to just be like, Um, you know, and then also sexually we've had to be really intentional because girl, you know, you get so tired. It is a different kind of tired. It is a different type of energy zap when you're taking care of someone all day. So when you lay down in bed, you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to. I don't feel sexy. I don't feel, you know, there's no momentum here. Like there's, you know, I I, I don't, my body doesn't feel sexy. It feels like, you know, my, my breasts are no longer a sexy thing. They are totally, you know, I'm breastfeeding. So... Anyway, so that's also something I've had to be really intentional about. And the Lord has been so on. He will literally say, he's like, you need to keep having sex with your husband. It's, it's a spiritual thing. and Nobody else can give him that, that part of our relationship. That's, you know what I mean? Like he could get, you know, other things from his guy friend. There is nobody on the planet that is giving him that part of what he needs. And, um, and so And of course, when I'm doing it, I like it. It's in no way like, oh, I hate this, but just getting to the place where I'm not going to go to sleep and I'm going to be giving is, is something that really the Lord's been helping me with. And then it blesses both of us. You know, it's great and it's great for our relationship, but yeah, you just have to be more intentional in all the areas. It's, it's, um it doesn't, it doesn't just come. It's like a choice. You're making a lot of choices and and they're self-sacrificing
2: choices. (laughs) Oh, okay. I think the craziest thing is you've touched on like two of the biggest barriers Mm -hmm. that me and Zav had to break through when we had children. We went from having like what we thought and I still think was like a perfect Picture-perfect marriage, not in, like, there was nothing wrong with it, but, like, we just knew how to flow. We knew, like, hey, I knew, like, you weren't talking to me very well, and I'll tell you that, but I can see through that but then you have no sleep you're constantly thinking about another human being and both of you are and yeah. then you're like oh yeah my spouse and you don't know how to balance all of those things and it's and so it's crazy cuz what you said is um it's almost tempting to like go to your child and give your child everything and it's i feel like that's something that came from the fall is <laughs> like um your attention span kind of changes sure. uh, towards the wrong which is like even something we can do in our relationship with Christ is like going towards other relationships rather than like the Lord himself but we're supposed to put Jesus and then our spouse yep. first Yes, and so that's so hard to do and then sexually woo, we <laughs> had so much difficulty like what do you do for the six weeks that you can't have intercourse That's a question that so many Christians need to be talking about because non-believers are talking about it all the time. Yeah. And so yeah that's like so what are the things that you think I think like one thing you touched on which is really good and that we actually haven't put enough pressure on is like let's show our kids like the love that we have for each other more and like show them we're putting each other first before you and starting that like from the beginning which I think is beautiful what are other things that you guys have done um that have helped you like put each other first
1: Honestly, I mean, the thing is, so I don't even have like a, here's the one thing that we do in this scenario, in this scenario, in this scenario, the, the thing I can say, if I have to give it in a, you know, truncated form is just, you have to be sensitive to the Holy spirit, because I can't even say you, you guys have to have sex every night and that will solve it. Cause it really won't. And sometimes Holy spirit will say, no, you guys need to sleep. You're tired. You have to sleep. Mm -hmm. It's not good for your relationship to force this. Right. But it's, it's, it's really, can you be spirit led and then move when God says move? Because sometimes that does look like, Oh, I'm exhausted. I really don't want to, or I want to blame it on like this or that, or have a bunch of reasons that I don't want to be intimate with my husband or a bunch of reasons that I don't want to do the dishes or a bunch of reasons that I don't want to go watch her and let him take a nap or, you know, the giving things that you can feel like kind of your heart being pressed to do. It's like you you just you just have to choose i'm gonna be available to do what holy spirit asks no matter what it looks like and trust that he only has my best interest in mind and that's the thing is like it's not just he's not just an arbitrary mean father who's like you know what i always want you to do the give so-and-so this because da-da-da. it's like he wants me to give so-and-so this because it's going to be a blessing not only for jeremy it's going be a blessing for me. Or if I go, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many little variables in this life that we can't know, but Holy spirit holds it all. Like God holds it all. Jesus is totally on Jeremy's team and totally on my team. So I have to trust even if he's asking me something really hard, that it's going to actually be a blessing for all of us. And, and the biggest blessing in the world is a marriage that is stable. It's like, I mean, you and I both know, like we can all look over the world, like marriages are not doing well. Families are not doing well. Um, but I really think it comes down to these little, tiny, seemingly insignificant moments when Holy Spirit just nudges you like, hey, go give your husband a back massage. Or like, hey, you know what? He's feeding Noah. He looks like he's having a really hard time. Just go, just go tell him to go sit on the couch and you'll do the rest, even though you're tired. You know, or, or whatever it is. It's like there's a million little things. So I don't have a large overarching answer other than just being very, very sensitive and willing to do things that seem... Insignificant, or seem like no, I shouldn't have to, or I have the right not to, because da, da da da. If you just say yes, it will change everything. Every single one you do is just building, 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 building a really strong, healthy relationship. And if you act in that way, if, if the person that you're married to is also, you know, a Christian and sensitive to the Holy Spirit, they'll be doing those things back. And then it's like you're just being woven together, little little strand by little strand of giving, giving, giving. And it's like at the end, I feel so much closer to Jer after this year of having, or I should say 11 months to be accurate after this 11 months of having a baby. Cause, cause I think we've both been able to rise to the challenge imperfectly, but overall, I think we're both rising to the challenge of, okay, what's the little thing I can give to the other person to keep this thing going? Because if both people are choosing, you know, if you go way the other way, if both people are choosing selfishness at every little turn, you are going to have a hot mess. It is going to be miserable and, and you're going to be undone because children can undo you. They, they can unravel a marriage really easily. And if you don't, you know, you could be undone very easily, <laughs> very quickly. Um, and it's never these huge decisions, you know, it's not like the enemy isn't tempting me to go cheat on Jeremy. That's not what he's tempting me with. What he's tempting me with is to be a little bit bitter or a little annoyed or like, Hey, I feed her all day. Can you do it and not be grateful or whatever? You know, those mm-hmm. are the little sensations, these little things. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that's a very specific answer, but that's that's the best. Oh, answer.
2: my gosh. I can leave it here. I mean, Olivia can ask some questions and all, all I'm done. Like I'm done working for the day. <laughs> I got my nugget of <laughs> wisdom. Honestly, like these are things that I think can just go through so many. It's so simple. Like listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But it's so simple. Like. It's, it's making me re- – I think, like, the Lord is honestly, like, giving me a heart check right now. Like, I actually just wrote Zav – this is actually really personal. I just wrote Zava a no last night because he's been, like, really taking care of, like, me and the boys the last few days because I was super sick with the 24-hour flu after him and my first son had it. And he, like, did everything, like, without, like, holding a grudge or, you know, and – I actually was really annoyed that he got sick first (laughs) and I was having to take care of him because we came back from camping and like there was so much to do and like I was taking care of both the boys and it was supposed to be like a nice weekend and I'm like what the heck is going on and I was being a brat honestly (laughs) and so we come back and um, then he starts taking care of me. And taking care of the boys and he did it just gently and like so just Jesus like so unselfish and I was like wow I'm such a jerk and so I made sure to just like let him know and I apologized to him I'm like I'm so sorry and so it's it's just such a good reminder that like even though you're tired at the end of the day like so are they and so yeah. even just little things of like hey i mean you know you worked a long day but so did jeremy so yeah. maybe you can go your daughter's name is noah you said yeah. yep is that n-o-a-n-o-a N-O-A.
1: yeah it's actually in the bible also i mean i know there's male noah really? that it about, but it's in numbers and then again in joshua it's a cool story i, I won't cut you off but yeah it's n-o-a
2: <laughs> cute Um, and so it's just such a good reminder that like, whenever you hear those thoughts, like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah, that's my brain. Okay. Leave it alone. Like sure. Whatever. Yeah. I can go help him out, but I'm tired too. But I think it is first the tug of the Holy spirit. That's like no that's what you you really should be doing right now and it's a good reminder that Jesus right now just reminded me like well I'm not going to give you too much that you can't carry on your own or that I can't help you with totally. and so like the burden like yeah give me your burden but it's not for you to hold uh-huh. so totally. yeah that's just so good
1: It's so good. And you know what, though? I mean, it sounds like you did the perfect thing because we are all going to fail. We are all going to have selfish moments. I mean, we're walking in uh, this human body, right? Jesus is the only human who made it through without failing. So (laughs) we can give ourselves some grace. and, And it's huge. Saying sorry is so huge. Oh my gosh, saying sorry, writing him a note, like that's that's you listening to the problem of the Holy Spirit. That's so good. Like that's such a blessing to him. Because then at the end of the day, what he walks away with is, oh, she is grateful. And oh you know what I mean? So that's so beautiful. I love that. And it's oh, yeah.
2: that took that took years of marriage. Right, right. It <laughs> yeah. was, but
1: we're always being refined. And that's what's so awesome. And so and so that's exactly that's exactly it's a perfect picture of what I'm talking about. Is you can use marriage and all the challenges therein. To make you better or to make you worse, and and even though you you know you, you don't think you did it perfectly at the beginning, but then coming back and writing letter that makes you stronger in the end, and so you're rising up every time you know with every challenge instead of letting it just rip you apart, which is of course what the enemy wants us to do, and so that's another thing that's really huge to to, to add to to um you know just how how can you strengthen your marriage? How can you how can you use it like? Um, is being so aware of the things that are coming against you, and not seeing it as being your husband. You know what I mean? Like mm. even tiredness or frustration or whatever it is, being able to say, "Hey, that's not coming from Jeremy. That's uh, that's actually coming from the enemy." And to also not claim it like it's my identity, like I'm, you know, I'm depressed or I'm tired or I'm angry. I'm going to say, actually. No, no. I'm a child of God. I'm whole. I'm healed, right? I'm all the things the Bible says. Even if I don't feel them right now, the word of God is stronger than my feelings. So so I'm, I'm. you know, I, I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me. So I have peace, joy, you know, uh, self-control, faith, faith, gentleness, all this stuff. If I don't feel that way, that means... You know while we're camping something is coming against me that's coming from the enemy frustration is coming or or blame oh I feel spirit of blame I want to blame my husband because he's not doing da da da, da or I want to accuse him right spirit of accusation is coming in whatever it is and then be able to say I don't have to agree with that I don't have to act like that's part of my identity or who I am or even is true. I can start seeing like oh Wait, wait, no, no. Okay, so I nail to the cross the spirit of you know frustration or whatever it is. I repent of join. I'm not going to join with it. I break agreements with you, and I'm I'm just I'm sending that away. And then I ask God, what's really happening? Oh, what's really happening is I didn't sleep enough last night, so I want to be angry at Jeremy. When really I just didn't sleep enough last night. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, and it changes the game if you can just remember, like, hey. The Bible says that I'm full of all these things that are good, that I'm whole, that I'm healed. By His stripes, I'm healed, right? So I, sh- I don't need to be walking in XYZ, whatever I feel coming against me. I can actually dismiss that. It's a spirit from the enemy trying to get me to be mad at my husband. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to dismiss that and then we'll work on what's actually here, which is usually. Not that much because you have a really kind husband and so do I, you know. Usually when you strip away the the frustration or anger or whatever is trying to speak to you, it's like, oh, actually we're both just trying to raise our kids and we're we're both kind of tired and I love you and you're doing a good job, you know. And then it's like, oh, that didn't need to be this. So that's another huge thing is just just identifying what is coming from outside like you know it's it's like the verse like our struggle is not against flesh and blood it's not it's not husband and wife it's the enemy Mm -hmm. coming against Mm -hmm. the husband and wife like we're a team fighting the enemy so we are both going to together say no anger you don't get to live in our house fear you don't live in our house blame you did not get to live in our house if i feel that churning in my mind that's not mine i'm gonna send that away right now before i even talk to jeremy Cause I don't want that coming out of my mouth. It's not me. So anyway, so that's another huge, you know, and then anyway, yeah I think
0: I mean I don't have children and I'm also not married so I don't know what I can contribute to this conversation but I'll try my girl, best Tina, um, <laughs> it's, it's
1: all the same it's all the
0: same well I was gonna say yeah. um I mean I so I've been with my boyfriend for eight years so we've been through a lot together and recently like, there's I a lot of marriages girls so true <laughs> <laughs> um longer than mine yeah yeah I, I mean obviously <laughs> I know it's different um but we you know been going through things going through like medical things going through all that stuff uh-huh. and it's really what you were saying is so applicable to everybody even if just in friendships if they're not with anybody like dying to yourself every day and you know Arturo and I have so many businesses so to me those are my kids right now before one day if we have kids you know and it's one of those things of like sometimes I find myself like a tit for tat like well I'm really tired because I had this many meetings and he's like well you know I had this many meetings too and I'm like yeah but in your meeting did it go like this you know and you find yourself kind of like trying to level up like who's more tired and like, well, I just made you dinner. Say thank you. As opposed to just being like, no, like I love you and I want to take care of you. And same yeah. with friendships. Maybe you don't like love what the other person is doing, but maybe they just need a little extra help and you have to go, I'm just going to die to myself today. And I'm going to do these things even when it's really difficult. So I think yeah. it's a really good reminder, no matter like what phase of life that you're in, it's, it's, it's so easy to be selfish. Like it is so easy to just be in your own bubble and your own yeah. ecosystem and not understand that like, there's so many people in this world and they're all going through so many things. Right. And we just see what's right in front of us, you so know?
1: Good. Yes. So good. And and it's so easy to be a victim in your own life also like what well, I did this today and this is happening and I'm tired and this person said this and you don't get it. And I'm, I'm a little sick and and it's like, if you choose that to be your lens, which, you know, right now in culture is like, yeah, it's good. Be victimized all the time. Like who can be the most, you know, and like, of course, real things happen, real people. We absolutely have to honor them. But the idea that it is, that it is somehow virtuous to be the most victimized by everything and the most annoyed by everything and the most triggered by everything. It's like, this is the lens that we're teaching our kids to put on, to see the world. And if that is what you choose to see, that is what you will see. That is all you will see. Everything will be coming against you. The entire world will be against you. Nothing will be right. Nothing will be enough. You know what I mean? You'll be entitled to everyone doing everything for you. And it will never fill that black hole. It's like, if you start seeing yourself as a victor, right? Like, I look what God did for me already. How could I do any less? If you're literally thinking of what Jesus did for you on the cross, you are not going to hold, you're not going to hold anything above anybody. Because you you know what you've been forgiven of. So how am I going to hold unforgiveness towards my husband because this or that? Or why? how am I going to act like, oh, I have it so bad because, you know, my meeting went 10 minutes longer. And of course I want to do that. That feels good to do that. You know what I mean? Like, but you don't know, she threw up on me three times today and you just got to go be with adults all day. And I had to talk to someone that doesn't even talk all day. Jeremy's me, me, me. And then, but then I get sour and that actually doesn't feel good. And it's self perpetuating. And then the more I do it, the more I feel that way. And, nah, nah, nah. and it is such a cycle. And what you're talking about is the exact opposite cycle where it's like, if I can just die to myself and give, that makes me feel good. And then I want to give a little more. And then I want to give a little more. And all of a sudden I'm attracting people that are givers and that are life giving and we're giving life to each other and we're encouraging each other and we're calling the best out in each other. And it's this upward cycle where, where do you know what I mean? And like, so mm-hmm. I just, I love that you say that sis. I am so, yeah, I, I am hundred percent in agreement with what you're saying. It's huge. It's mm-hmm. such a game changer because not only like in the actual actions does it change, but it changes your frame of mind. If you're looking how you can serve other people all the time, you will be a happy person. You just will. If you're focused on yourself and what you need and who hasn't given it to you all the time, your life is going to pass you by and you're going to be really sad and feel like you didn't get a lot, even mm-hmm. if you did. It's like, it just yeah. makes such a difference, the lens you choose. So amen. Totally. All I'm saying this, amen, girl. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it also the more you become a victim, which like you said, real things happen, not everything is a choice. But I think it takes away the fact that we're all choosing. Almost everything where we are in our lives is a choice. You know, I choose to do all of these jobs and have all these meetings. I don't have to choose that. And if I'm going to be complaining and I'm going to be all upset about it, it's like there are going to be days. Of course, there are going to be days. But for the most part, it's like, well, then I should just quit. I mean, really, that's the bottom line. And that's the same with a lot of things as well. If you're, if you don't like where you're at, then you need to shift that. And the yes. more we become victims, the more we're taking that off of ourselves. And I think it's important to remember, like, yeah. almost everything in life is a choice.
1: Yes, yes. And it's actually, and it's actually a spirit. You know what I mean? Again, it's like, I, I you know, I, I, <laughs> I hesitate to spiritualize everything. And yet I don't, because it's how I see the world, um, it's like it, there is, you know, the victim fear, and it usually comes to people that actually something happened to them and terrible. I mean, we do counseling, we do workshops at girls. Oh my gosh. The lives that some people have mm-hmm. had are so horrendous. You couldn't even imagine it. You couldn't even imagine it. If it was in a movie, you'd be like, it's too much. It's too much. But, and yet what is even worse than usually what happens to these people, you know, like the trauma that happens to them, be it molestation or whatever is this spirit that comes that then for the rest of them, their lives informs them that they are a victim and they will continue to be victimized and they will continue to be victimized. And then the perpetrator gets to win over them their entire lives, instead of, you know, if they can surrender and break off that spirit and say, no, actually I don't agree with you. You don't get to control me. Then they can have a prosperous life. They can be fully healed. They can be, you know, they can be whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. But this spirit tries to tell you like, no, it's never going to be good for you. Everybody else gets what you want. You never get it. And then, and that's almost worse than the, than the original trauma is what happens to them after. And anyone can fall into it, be it large or small, whatever happened to you. But yeah, it's crazy because it does, it takes away the concept that you have free will and you have a choice and God can take you wherever he wants. If you'll let him, if you believe, if you believe that he can, he can, he can, he can open any door right there, there, he has keys that can open a door that no one else can shut and vice versa. It's like, All over the Bible, it says that he will take you from glory to glory. But if you don't believe it because you think that your life is a piece of crap and that's all it will ever be, then unfortunately, you're going to stay there and and then you're stuck. Mm
0: -hmm. But you don't
1: have to be. So anyways, yes, I just, anyways. We, I don't even know why we're talking about that, but I no. feel like that's for somebody. No, I too. think that's
2: so good. Yeah. That's actually something we've never really touched on either. Uh-huh. And so I think that's really cool that you opened up that discussion.
1: And I never, ever want to condemn someone. And sometimes the, the word victim or victim spirit can, can sound condescending or condemning, and, and it isn't. Is I want to say, like, there are real things that happen to people that are not okay.
2: Oh, yeah. But I totally. just want
1: to say, I, this is in no way to condemn. It's, it's actually to empower that you are mm-hmm. not what happened to you that you can yeah. yep. above what happened to you. And that's, so that's, I just want to make sure, like so I, I actually, whoop, I feel the Lord. I literally feel like this is for a specific person that's going to listen to this, that you are not what happened to you. Mm-hmm. You are not what happened to you. It's in the past and Jesus can wipe it away. As soon as you're ready for that to go, forgive the person and it is done. It yeah. is under the blood and you can be whatever you want to be. You are not held down by what happened to you ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever. So yeah. just in Jesus name, we bless you. Whoever you are, just rise above.
2: Mm -hmm. that's so good um my dad escaped Romania all of our listeners are like wow you're gonna talk about this again but it just like contributes to so many conversations especially something like this like they weren't allowed to believe or talk about God and um believing in Christ you that meant you were stupid and you like didn't believe in science for some reason which is such a joke um (laughs) And it's so crazy because like my parents wear the Romanian flag like on their sleeve as like, like pride, like so much pride. Like I have so much pride in being full Romanian and coming from that country that condemned Christianity and religion. And so actually one thing that we've talked about, we're like, how much do we talk about? God like on our podcast like is it okay down to talk about (laughs) and and I actually was talking about that in therapy today I literally came in and I was like red I'm like I need to use your makeup (laughs) and um it's the struggle of like you know at what point is it too much like we actually were just interviewing someone and they're like how are you guys so open about your faith and I'm like wait we are (laughs) she's like do you
0: talk about faith on your podcast all the time because like Like, i have faith but like i don't know this huge influencer like the biggest influencer there is and it was (laughs) it was crazy well because in your i was listening to your the um graphic novel eating disorder youtube video you posted Yeah, yeah and you had mentioned when you were talking about your faith that you were like you know like this is my story but like we don't want to alienate people and it was almost like like exactly what you said is how we feel all the time of like no matter who is listening no matter what you believe you're welcome here but this is our journey and this is who we are but it's so challenging
1: it is it is but the thing is it's like at a certain point you just get to this threshold where you, you can talk about surfacey things and, and not bring God into it, you know, it, it, okay. But at a certain point, once you're talking about those deeper things, like an eating disorder or whatever, you know, I'm sure you guys get into a, a ton of stuff on your podcast. It's like at a certain point you cross into like, okay, I'm, I'm actually being dishonest now if I'm leaving God out of it, because how can I extricate my experience from the one who brought me through it? You know what I mean? So at a certain mm-hmm. yeah. point God does have to come in or you're actually being false. And that's, you know, for my eating disorder thing, it's like, I, I can, you know, I, I can, I can go into great depth or I can be more on the light side, but I actually can't act like God isn't the one who saved me because that's actually not hope giving to any, that, that to me is a false hope. Like I can't say to someone, well, you can just fix yourself. I'm like, no, an eating disorder wants to kill you. It wants to destroy you. It wants to eat you alive. Like it it wants you dead, right? It's, it's, it's game over. Unless you bring God in, so I can't really sit not say anything about Him. It's it's false. It's- okay,
2: so fascinating. That's a, that's some of the notes that I took when when you. Oh my gosh, mind blowing. So. Um, I struggled with an eating disorder for 13 years, and um, one of the things that you were talking about is we. I mean, I'm 27. I think we're similar ages. And I'm but
1: yes, yes.
2: <laughs> you look younger than me, actually. So I'm like, are you younger? Um, and so I was like, oh my gosh, we were in the time of like the early like pro Anna, pro Mia. Oh, yes. And so I was on the pro sites, and I was, um, when you were like, it's crazy that we're giving a name to something that actually has like so much power over you. And you were talking about this in your video Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we give a name to it because it literally, it is a being like it's that that literally yes. is like oh, a spirit of oh, dominion yes. that takes over you. Oh, yes. And so as you're describing everything, I'm like oh my gosh, it I mean, so many things to touch on, but you you started your story just talking about how you're so like dissociated from like your past self, like mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with who you are anymore, and that's something I'm uh, like that's the best way that I've ever heard and have been able to put it is like I don't even know who Lisa was back then like that's so I can't believe like I was saved from that that was something that's a that's so integral a part of your life I mean you've had other addictions and one thing that I've learned from friends who have had drug addictions and eating disorder addictions is their eating disorder addictions for them were harder to overcome sure. because how yes. do you how do you normalize food after it's yes. been so disrupted yes. disrupted in your brain and literal um like you have to change like the way that you think about food as being nutrition and like right. even at times it can be fun and it can be like something that you indulge in but at what point is it too much?
1: No, I love what you're saying and it, and it kind of goes back to the same thing where it's like it is actually a spirit coming against you, you know what I mean? And that's yes. and I And I think that's a large reason why when I can feel so um, separate from from those times because we were actually being, you know, not I wouldn't say we were possessed, but definitely oppressed largely by these spirits coming again, you know what I mean? And there's there's not only the spirit of, you know, bulimia, anorexia, whatever you're struggling with, but there's also so much shame and, you know, self-hatred and body hatred and all these things. And and um, and so with those speaking to you so constantly, your thoughts are not your own very much of the time. You're pretty much dragged around. I mean, you're like a doll being rip, ripped around. You know what I mean? It's just, your thoughts are so hectic. They're so crazy. You, fe- you literally feel like this compulsion that overtakes you. And to be somewhere where now, you're free from that in the name of Jesus and like his, his blood is between you and that. And so that spirit is no longer, it has, he has your ear all the time. It is a completely different existence. You're thinking your own thoughts now. It's, it is so very, very different. Um, it is night and day. And it's like, I actually can't even fully, um, remember what that was like. It's, it's like someone else's story. And I feel very sad for that girl, you know? Um, yeah. yeah, So yeah.
2: Um, and I think like, the craziest part, which is, like, where I've come to as far as, like, sharing my faith on the podcast or not is, yeah. hey, if I feel, feel led and it's a part of my story or I feel like something needs to be said. I mean, I've, after episodes usually, because I don't want to make them uncomfortable on the podcast, obviously, I'm like, hey, I had a word for you just so you know and I want to explain so- it to you. Like, can okay. I pray that over you? Yeah. And most of the time, like, it's been taken – it uh, luckily on the podcast so far other times it hasn't been outside of my life and I just have to get to a point of like okay that's fine that's okay (laughs) um but I I just have to take everything like one step at a time and remember like Hey, okay, I'm in the podcasting world. A lot of it's secular. We're not a Christian podcast. And that's also okay. I think I'm more afraid of the hate from Christians Mm -hmm. than I am from the secular world Mm -hmm. saying like, Oh, too much Christianity. I'm more afraid of Christians saying, Well, my husband's a pastor. And so I'm afraid of like people from our church or Is my voice shaking? (laughs) I'm, and it's literally no one specifically. It's just the enemy saying like, this is not what a pastor's wife looks like. Being vulnerable and talking about things that are uncomfortable, like the dirty parts of an eating disorder or your sex life. And I'm not even doing anything wrong.
1: Oh, honey, that's what the church needs. Oh my gosh.
2: I know. And I came from like the most conservative church culture ever and a lot of people that I knew my age came away from it or younger or older. And I'm like, why is that? Oh, it's not because they did everything right. It's because there wasn't enough openness. Yeah, and so yeah. that's the point that I've gotten to that I'm like, okay, oh, if you can't God. take it, then leave.
1: Yes. Round of applause for you. I mean, because honestly, it's like, it's exactly what you said. Because When we were talking about sexuality, it's like, yeah, the world is talking about it all the time. And the world is talking about it in a, in a way that's perverted and actually destructive. And so we can't just not talk about it. You know what I mean? Also, God created our bodies. He loves our bodies. He's not embarrassed by our bodies or our sexuality at all. It's like so for our workshops, I mean, we talk about masturbation, we talk about sexual identity, we talk about all that stuff. Cause we're talking to singles. These are questions they have. How, how could I, I, I feel like I'm not being a good friend and I'm not being a good minister if I don't talk about things that are real. It's not, it's not helpful. It isn't helpful at all. You know, and there's so many things that aren't addressed specifically in the Bible. And so we want to teach people, how, to, how do you bring Holy spirit into these areas? Because unfortunately so many people think, Oh, God doesn't think or talk about that stuff. So I have to figure it out by my own, on my own over here. And I'm like, no, ask God your questions about masturbation, have, right? Open your, so this is literally what I tell people. I'm like, you know what? Open up your journal, put on your soaking music or your worship, however you get in the presence, you know, invite the Lord and just say, what, what do you want to say to me about this, about to me about this in my life? What is this bringing me in my life? What spirits are connected to this in my life? What, what is the outflow of this? Did it, just, just speak to me about it. And so many people feel like embarrassed. And I'm just like, you he, he is not only the lover of your soul. He's the one that has all the answers to everything. He loves you so much. He sees everything so intimately anyway. And he also has the solution and it's not a judgmental solution. It's a solution from the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, like the one who loves you so much. Like he just, he loves you so much. His answer is always going to be for you. It's never going to be an arbitrary. You don't get to do something fun for no reason. It's always, I love you. And this is why. And there will be an explanation because he's a good dad. He's not just a dictator. He's a good dad. But so many people are afraid of bringing God into these, you know, more complex, maybe vulnerable Um, things. And it's just, it's, it's not right. And so I love what you're doing. And anyone that would say that's not what a pastor's wife should be doing is just, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's biblical. I think like Jesus talked about real stuff. He talked about real people. He was dirt. He was living in the dirt, right? Probably sleeping in tents as he went from town to town. He was not like this shiny, you know, he wasn't a Baptist. He wasn't a denomination. He was, he was just a real guy talking to real people about real stuff. And if we don't do that, we're missing it. Mm -hmm. We're totally missing it.
0: Yeah. And one thing I was telling her when she was talking about this a couple of weeks ago is like, who made up the ideal Christian and who made up the ideal pastor's wife? Uh, Other humans who are broken and they think that we should be like very sheltered. even the fact that I'm like oh we say vagina oh my gosh how could a Christian I freaked ever out after say saying that? vagina yeah and it's I'm like, like oh, no! that's a part of our body you know and and what's wild along with that is there are so many podcasts the biggest podcast in the world that only talk about your body and sex in the most derogatory and honestly disgusting and you said like yep. destructive ways yes. but then what's what's even crazier is like on a podcast we were on I was like feeling the need to say like like I'm a virgin and I'm abstinent till I'm married and so is my boyfriend nobody believes us everybody thinks we're sleeping together I don't care that's fine but (laughs) it's just like I feel like I can't say that because then I'm gonna make them feel judged when it's like okay you can come as you are again come to this podcast come here be whoever you are but This is what I believe and this is what I'm doing, but we're not allowed to say that either. So it's almost like, you know, as Christians, we're not supposed to be talking about these complex, not even complex. I don't even know why it has to be complex to talk about sex in marriage or whatever it is. But yeah, yeah, like we can't talk about that. And then I also can't talk about the fact that, you know, I am abstain from certain things that most people do. And so, you know, you just have to get down to a point where it's just like, just, be you we have this podcast this is our podcast no one can tell us what to talk about you know and you no one can tell you what to speak on like if the lord helped you redeem you from these things that is your story and if people feel judged by that i think they're just defensive and i think they don't want to hear it
1: well here's the thing you actually can't make anyone else feel anything They are, they, you know what I mean? Like if I, cause I remember when I quit drinking, that was something I had to do for myself. And, but a lot of, you know, there were people in my life who they would feel judged or shame because I wasn't drinking. And I was like, I'm, I'm not, because, and I can, I can 100% before the Lord say I was not judging them. Cause I don't think everyone has a problem. I don't think alcohol is bad by nature. It's in the Bible. You know, I really don't, I really don't judge people who can drink normally for me. I couldn't drink normally. So I had to stop, but people around me when I wouldn't drink, would in their own heart feel shame or feel judged or whatever. But honestly, that was their own conscience speaking to them. That was not me doing it. And so you saying, you know, I'm a virgin, if that triggers someone, girl, that's all on them. And and the thing is people right now, and maybe it's been all of time, but I definitely think the internet and cancel culture has just driven it up so much people are very easily offended. People are easily triggered and people, people's, you know, their own stuff gets churned up by what other people are doing. And you cannot be worried about that. You just can't like, if you are going to spend your life what, wondering what someone else is going to think about what you say or how you live, you, you're going to be absolutely in shackles your entire life because someone will always be offended by any opinion that you have, anything that you do. If you talk about God, if you don't, if you talk about sex, if you don't, if you talk about your virginity, if you don't, if you are a virgin, if you aren't. Someone will choose to be offended and and triggered by anything if, if they, you know, if they aren't healthy in themselves and and you just can't worry about that. So I'm so proud of you guys for just going for it because sometimes people need to hear what they don't want to hear. That's also part of it. Like even, even when you were talking, um, Lisa and saying that you give words to people and it it sounds like on the podcast, they've been well-received, but sometimes maybe just out in a grocery store, you give someone a word and, and they don't receive it. I I feel like I want to say to you that maybe even if they don't in that moment, obviously if it is from the Lord it's for a reason. And I bet they go home and they think about it. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone gets saved from something like that because people that, you know, people have a lot of defenses sometimes, but that doesn't mean it didn't get in. It may just take a little longer like defense, you know, defensiveness may be their first go-to, but they may go home and just like, how did she know that about me? How did she know? Why would she say that? Why would she say like, who is this God that cares about this thing that's going on in my life? You know, even if they're not able to, you know, if, if that's not their norm to operate in a prophetic way, they may go home and, like, oh my gosh. So, anyway, I'm just so proud of you guys. You're doing a great job. Oh, thanks, mom. I, I love it. It's so good. It's so good. You guys are so beautiful. And I'm just like, oh, you're just being real. It's so uh, refreshing. I'm
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, well, one thing, I mean, we're kind of, I can't wait for talking for 50 minutes. I'm like, but oh, we it? haven't started the interview yet. What? No. <laughs> um, but one thing that touched me so much when I was listening to that YouTube video you posted was... Um, you know, you did talk very in depth about like your eating disorder and I mean thank you for that especially like seeing where you are now. I just know that that is so impactful to let other people know like what you were saying like you aren't what you've been through or you are not what has happened to you. And to see you be full, fully redeemed. I mean maybe you still struggle with things or thought processes or whatever, but you've been so open about it and when you were talking about how um right when you told Jeremy, like it's almost like you were letting light into the darkness and I mean like even God talks about that the enemy wants you to keep it like he wants you to keep it hidden because then it'll just stay there and it'll get bigger and bigger but it's like for you letting that light in i i feel like that's just it's so powerful to hear that and then when you were talking um about how you told jeremy you you needed to throw up so you went and you did that and he came back and he kissed you on the mouth i literally got chills because i'm like that is what jesus does for us he looks at us and he goes you're dirty, you're broken, you're full of shame, but like come into my arms and be there for me. And to me, that's just like that for everybody listening, whether you have a faith or you don't like there is a God who is there for you literally no matter what, no matter what you think of yourself. Um. So first, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. But also um, like where you are now, now that you're a mom of a little girl, like (laughs) how have things been with that thought process now? Do you feel like those things are pretty much gone? Or do you still deal with them? And maybe like encouragement for women that are going through that right now?
1: Yeah. So thank you, number one. You're so sweet. And yes, that moment was so precious. I literally feel like that was Jesus, like stepping into Jeremy's Mm -hmm. body. Like, oh, I just, God is so good. But, um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, so here's the first thing I want to say, you know, I know science says, says that once you have an eating disorder, you are never cured. You can, you know, you can manage it or you can, you know, mitigate things, but I can honestly say, I do not live with an eating disorder anymore in the, in the name of Jesus. Like, and that's not even just like, Oh, I'm declaring like, that is the truth. That is the truth before the Lord. I did not have an eating disorder. However, I will say I'm still a woman. So there's still moments where I'm navigating like, Oh, wow. My body's a totally different shape than it used to be when I was, you know, before I had a kid. But, but God is so present in all of it. And so what I will say is with my food, honestly, being a mom has been a really good lesson in kind of what you were mentioning earlier, which is seeing food as fuel. Because I think even, even when I was healed, you know, like totally supernaturally healed through, through, you know, so much work with the Lord, like he just cleared everything out why I was doing what I was doing. Even after that, I, even in my health, I, I, I didn't see so clear a connection between fuel fuel and food, excuse me, as I have being being pregnant and breastfeeding. Mm. Because I'm literally seeing that what I intake created a human being. Like my daughter came from, I mean, well, the hand of the Lord, but like physically, came from the food that I ate. Like I built her in my body. My body became a factory like to build a human being so wild. So it was such a good object lesson, like a really good, just material, physical, like just totally um, can't escape the lesson that what I put in my mouth created this person. So that was just really cool and informative for me, just very helpful. And then breastfeeding the same thing. Um, and, And with both of those, you actually have to eat much more than you're used to, and it's actually healthy and good. So that was even deeper levels of healing. And then as far as kind of more on the body side, that is something that I do have to keep bringing to the Lord because the enemy, he just loves to lie to women about their bodies. And I, and I won't say only women, men as well, but I'm a woman. So that's the (laughs) the point of view I'm speaking from. Um, but I know he does it to everybody. He's an equal opportunity liar. Um, but anyway, so I'll say, I'll say people, but, um, so for me, You know, it's like I love that my breast got larger. That was great. But then just other things got different. Like even my face, like it's just there's discoloration now and it's not gone away. And so there's just things where I have to say, okay, God, but what I got was so much better. And 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 it's and it's teaching me that my value doesn't change. Like Jeremy still loves me, even though I I don't look the same as when we got married. That was like the best shape of my life. I will probably never look that way again. You know what I mean? This is one kid and we want to have four. So I'm like. It's just going to get further and further from that mark every single time. And yet it's okay because here I am with this person who's still choosing me. Our, I love him more than I have before. He, Jeremy's gained weight. I love him more. I've gained weight. He loves me more. It's like this beautiful God just kind of, I mean, his design is just so perfect. I Like I'm learning things with Jerry that I couldn't have learned on my own because I'm actually sitting in this body that to me for most of my life would have freaked me out because of the size and the shape and there's cellulite now. And there's, you know, like this is just different and it's not sitting the same way as it was, you know, blah 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 all the things. And yet here's this person who's just loving me more than he could because he knows me more, more than he did when I was, what I thought was better. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I cannot escape that that's not what's valuable about me. It's like, and God can tell you that and tell you that and tell you that, but to be living it out, he just designed marriage so perfectly, like, you know, when it's surrendered to him and it's functioning in a healthy way, it's like, I am just every single day confronted with the lesson of like, oh, wow, Jeremy really never loved me for the outside. That was not, that was not, that was maybe the icing. The cake is who I am. That's what he likes. And, and, and same with him, you know what I mean? And so, so it's actually been so cool. I feel like I'm getting better and better and healthier and healthier, the farther I get actually from my ideal body weight, <laughs> you know, um, and, and that is just by the grace of God. So thanks for asking, but I really feel like he's just taking me on this really precious journey and how kind of him to do it like before I have this daughter that I'm going to learn, like, or I'm going to teach what it is to be a woman. Like she's going to learn what is important about me and that he's giving me this freedom and all of this knowledge about how to express what is genuinely important. You know what I mean? Like now I know I'm going to talk to her and like sit her down and be like, Hey, you're going to have cellulite and that's totally fine. Cellulite is awesome. It's cool. It's fine. We all have it. It means you're a woman. It means you're functioning. It means you're healthy. It's great. Like no worries. You know what I mean? Versus my mom who just hated herself all the time. Um, and, and not, you know, not at me, it wasn't to hurt me, but that's what I grew up looking at. And so I had a lot of self-hatred and it felt very normal and comfortable. Um, I really want to do the opposite. And God's kind of giving us, you know, I think you, you also, for your kids, like, he's just giving us lesson by lesson by lesson. And, and, and it's just being driven so deep in my soul. I'm like, how kind of him to do that before I, you know, before Noah's at an age,
2: where where she can understand, I can I can teach her all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow! One thing that you said that I never actually realized is, I I always thought like, yeah, I mean, I've been healed. I I can't even believe I can say like I don't have an eating disorder anymore, and yeah, I truly yeah. like don't even have like thoughts of like reverting or like I literally feel like my brain has been rewired. That's the only way I can put it because I can't even imagine the way I used to think about things. Like I have like journal entries and I like remember how I used to remember how I woke up in the morning and went about my day. But now I'm like, but that, I mean, that wasn't me. It's almost like I'm watching a movie about someone else's life. It's not actually like the life I lived, but it's like, no. And so one thing that you said is like, you know, science will always tell you, Or the world will tell you or whoever, biologists, will say like, no, like once you had an addiction, you have it for the rest of your life and there's like no way to go about it. Sure, that can happen. But I've like the only tendency that I've had is like, oh, my body kind of like I'm not super happy with like how my body looks. And that only really happened when I got pregnant. And, um, then like after having the baby, I gave myself a lot more grace. Cause like I got to see like what I made and I'm like, yes, oh, I get to like totally. feed this baby too. And it's getting chunky and it's like yes. so cute. Um, and so I think that's like the, the motivating part of it all. But, um, I think yeah, I think that's one thing that I can finally like, hey, wait. No, I I'm actually completely healed like no matter what anyone yeah. says or thinks, which is like unbelievable. Yeah. And can
1: I say something to you? I think I think it's so important um to point out that that's just a lie that the enemy tells almost every single woman who's had a baby. So, I wouldn't even let him lie to you and say that that is somehow in any way connected to your eating disorder. Like, honey, right. are- I
2: think that's the connection are- I just made.
1: Yes. Yes. I'm just, as your sis saying yes and amen to that, that is, that is old. That is gone. Like the enemies, it, he just loves to lie. He loves to lie. So don't ever be like, Oh no, it's coming back. No, it's not coming back. It's gone. It's gone. And those thoughts are there. Those are other lies that are also gone as soon as you dismiss them. But I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like you made that connection and I'm just agreeing with that. You yeah, are and- free. You are free.
0: One thing that um, I did notice that you were saying that your dad and your mom both kind of had some addiction problems or eating things. And I remember I talked about this on the podcast before, but I was talking to a friend and she was asking me where I find this need to always look perfect. (laughs) And that's just how I've always been. I think we talked about this on the last podcast. And I was just thinking about like growing up and the emphasis on my appearance and how nobody... It was never my parents being like, you have to look this way ever. It was just that was always a topic of conversation and just thinking about how I think that really has subconsciously like impacted the way that I think about myself and how I appear to other people and so when you were talking about that's how what you saw in your mom um, but then my friend was saying that her mom never talked about appearance ever you know of course they made her know she was beautiful but they never came out and just said you're so beautiful and that was it it was always like accompanied with something else or whatever Um, and so with Noah are there certain things that you are going to say to her or help her know that you, like obviously you're beautiful but that's not it that is not what we're going to talk
1: about all the time yeah yeah you know what so 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 yes i mean definitely i will i will tell her she's beautiful because that's god made beauty beauty is a gift so we don't want to throw it in the trash we don't act like it doesn't matter you know it's it's in the bible um you know it's i mean read song of solomon right like like it's it's good to praise things that are beautiful in nature in people Um, but yeah, but to also praise those other gifts, like, no, you're so smart. You're so kind, you're so creative, or I love when you sing or, you know, whatever. Um, and and even more, I think, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to put it on a totem pole of importance, but equally as important, I'll say is I think just the example of, of not obsessing on the outward appearance, you know, or not obsessing on what other people look like or what, you know, and, and also I'm going to be very careful about what diet she puts in her eyeballs as far as social media, as far as TV programs, as far as, I mean, that is really, there is so much, there is a heavy sickness of just comparison, self-hatred, um, all of the, there is so much yuckiness um, just just in the world that, that I really want to filter out for her. Um, because it, especially for young minds, there's just they don't have the capacity to weed through that and feel good about themselves. It's not natural. You know, it isn't natural at all. And I think the enemy works hard enough on people throughout history. He's made people feel bad about themselves because he's a liar and he wants to do that because he hates us, (laughs) but he's just been given so much ammunition with, with um, you know, the culture right now. So that's another really important part is how, how I talk about it in the home, you know, to her, and then how I model it in front of her and then what I let her see, which, which, you know, what standards of beauty am I letting her lay eyes on constantly is really important too. So that'll be, I'm sure there'll be other things I haven't even thought of, <laughs> but yeah. that's what I'm going to, for right now, that's what I'm thinking about.
0: Hmm, so okay. good. Well, I mean, I feel like there were so many things I want to ask. I can't believe this went by so fast. Um, but we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is. So, is there something good that came from something oh, yeah. bad or challenging at any point in your life?
1: Okay, yeah, that's great. That's I love that. <laughs> Sorry,
2: You're good. I thought you were gonna hold a fake microphone as you spoke. I'm like, oh, oh I like that. I'm like, why oh, are you now doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I wish
1: I was doing that. <laughs> um, so my silver lining, um, I have to give a little, I'm gonna go quick because I, I know that you know oh, you're, you're good. So much time and this was so fun. Um so I think what's the silver lining has come out of what's been the hardest for me with parenting, which I, I didn't address yet, but I just had a lot of physical pain as as far as just, just dealing with post-pregnancy. I've been in so much pain. Um, breastfeeding was extremely painful for me. Um, so I had just, just like they would, they were bleeding. Like she actually like sucked a little piece off of one of it. Like, so it was excruciating, like tears every time I would breastfeed, just Lightning, Can't wait right? to have it's, a baby. Oh, it's like, oh, but but my Psych, fault. You won't. I'm not. I'm not saying this to bring really fear. I, I know. I know. I know. Totally my fault. I didn't. Ha- she didn't have a good latch, and I thought she did, and I I was too prideful to go in and get it done because I, I didn't think that there was a problem. So I was just like, you grin and bear it. Do it. You know. Ah, and and this is what women do. We do it. We do it. And oh, and no. all all the way along, it much better. So all that to say, so I had you know a lot of pain with that, and then as that went away, I started developing hemorrhoids, which I've had actually since since in, I don't know, probably 15 years, but from being bulimic, I gave them to myself um, years and years and years ago. Um, but they were kind of the run of the mill Kind of painful, kind of itchy, annoying, but you get preparation age. They go away in a week or two. It's not your favorite thing, but it's not the end of the world either. So I just was kind of used to them and they were fine. I gave birth. I got them again, which is very normal considering the amount of force that you're exerting. I didn't think much much of it. They went away. And then um, when Noah was about, I don't know, three or four months, I don't know, in November, whatever that was. Um, early November, I got them again. And at first I didn't think much of it, but instead of going away, they just got more and more and more and more and more severe to the point where I have a very high pain tolerance. Like I, I just do, but it was to the point where I was literally no exaggeration whatsoever. I could not walk sometimes after I went to the bathroom. It was so painful. I would just, I mean, I would, every time I went to the bathroom, I would have to like grab a part of my body, like my stomach and just claw and scream to go to bed. It was just like, like it was like being branded it felt like I had a bat with shards of glass all around just being driven up inside of me and lit on fire and I'm I am not exaggerating at all it was the most intense like I didn't cry at all during contractions like nothing like I didn't cry getting I had a huge back piece getting it removed didn't cry I I just don't cry easily like from pain I was literally i mean i would be on hands and knees screaming like jesus help me like crying drooling like it was it was absolutely the most horrible thing that i've ever gone through in my life i would not wish it on anybody and i remember thinking you know there's a passage in the bible where that's like a punishment on these very evil people they all get hemorrhoids and i used to read that and i was like okay that's that's like whatever that's like you gave them pimples like who cares I was like, I get it now. I get it. It's literally, I would not wish it on my worst enemy. I truly would not. It was the most painful. Every single day I would wake up with terror of thinking of going to the bath. But thankfully it would always subside by night so I could sleep, which I'm so thankful for the Lord to the Lord for, because I don't even know how I would have made it. But anyway, so that was six months every single day. And then it finally like subsided So all that to say, during that time, it was almost, you know, if you do a fast, how you're, because you're so depleted, you're so raw, you really have nothing, like you're you're very connected to the Lord and kind of, you know, scripture will jump out at you or a worship song will just wreck you or, you know, you feel like you're very close to him, you get a lot of revelation. Um, So going through this extremely hard time, um, it just, it, it brought me so much closer to the Lord. So, so that, so that's the backstory. My silver lining is going through the, the amount of chronic physical pain that I did brought me so close to Jer. He was so precious through it because literally it would be like, I couldn't even nurse Noah because just, you can't sit, you can't lay, you can't, you, any position is like, I couldn't drive. Um, my mother-in-law had to help me a lot. And so it humbled me hugely because I had to ask for so much help. It brought me so close to the Lord because there were moments where I would literally, I mean, so the pain is so bad that I would actually like shake and sweat and like actually like hyperventilate almost like it would be hard to catch a breath because I was just crying so hard. I found a new love for the word of God that I have just never experienced because I've never been in such a, such a, such a physical trial before. Um, And so it was like, I got to see the word of God as really being alive and active. It literally saved my life and prayer literally saved my life. Cause as, as you mentioned before, I'm an eternal optimist. I'm very optimistic. I do, fear does not get to live in my house. It's like in the moments when you're going through something so intense, you get to see in a way that you don't in your normal life, the power of the word, the power of prayer and the power of people coming around you. Like all that to say such a blessing in disguise. I mean, I would never wish it on anyone. Don't ever receive it again yeah. in the name of Jesus. <laughs> never coming back but um it it just it 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 took me to another level of dependence on the Lord and I'm so grateful for it like yeah it's just he is so he is so real and he is so powerful well
0: tell everybody where they can find you and hear all of your things see all of your things yes I'm such a grandma
1: I'm like really nowhere I mean (laughs) I have yeah. i have my instagram which you know is probably where any people will find this yep. from me and from you guys um and then i have a youtube channel which i want to get back on so that's a promise i'm making out loud
0: <laughs> in i'll hold
2: you accountable um, i want
1: to make more content but yeah so there is there's some content on there and hopefully soon to be more
2: okay good thank you so oh, much this was so good This
1: is amazing.
0: yeah this was thank so fun
1: Yes. And I just bless this podcast in the name of Jesus. I just bless this podcast. Thank
0: you. All right, Shakers, thank you so much for listening. I mean, obviously, as you guys could tell, we had such a good time with Britt. We were so grateful she would be on the show a second time and just be so willing. I literally feel like she's my friend and I could just reach out to her and ask her things and That's just such a cool thing to like go from watching her on The Bachelorette all these years ago, having her be one of my favorite people, and then just like having really honest and raw conversations with her and hearing her perspective on life and just how wise that she is and how open and vulnerable she is, because I know her story is going to help so many people. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode um, and that you really got something out of it. Um, And like one, the one thing she said that was so impactful is you are not what you have gone through or what has happened to you. So I hope if you are listening and you needed to hear that, that you really just take that to heart. Um, You can just scroll down to the show notes below. And you can listen to her YouTube videos and her Instagram. And again, all of those are linked below. If you haven't yet and you enjoyed today's episode, could you just subscribe, rate, and review? It honestly means so much to us. It helps us get awesome people like Brett on the show. Um, so if you are longtime listener, listener, this is your first time listening, um, if you could just do that, that would just be incredible. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper podcast. Um, and you can follow us personally at Olivia Crinn at It's Lisa Brosser. Everything is in the show notes below. And I think that's it. So thank you so much for listening and we will shake it up with you guys next Tuesday.
1: Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the salt and pepper podcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite
0: podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the salt and pepper podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.